Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Knights of the Dawn podcast, where we talk about everything Brandon Mole. This week, we'll be doing our third episode on the second book in the Fablehaven series, Rise of the Evening Star, and we'll be covering chapters 11 through 17. We're doing a big chunk so that we can finish it off next week. Mm-hmm. And things get exciting in this in these chapters. Before we start off, I'm Jessica. And I'm Megan. And just before we get into the meaty things, Megan has been amazing recently, and she's been making some awesome shorts. <laughs> yeah, if any of you have been, been like, following the YouTube, I've gone a little crazy on making I random memes. It. It's really fun. Yeah, and she's doing so. great, guys. So just before we get into anything, I just wanted to let you know, go check that, those out, because they are hilarious and priceless. So, yeah. They're just so accurate. I love it. I'm just making little YouTube shorts. So if you want to check those out, go to our YouTube, Nights of the Dawn podcast. It's, you know, you can just vindicate me in my <laughs> little, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. spree of making memes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just shamelessly like. Shameless plug. <laughs> plugging her right now because she's awesome. If you guys like it, I'll keep going. I have a lot more ideas. <laughs> and I'll start trying to help out as well. <laughs> can do that. All right. So. Let's get into it. Starting from betrayal. Bum bum bum. <laughs> I feel like that needs like dramatic music. Yes. Betrayal. Betrayal. Chapter eleven. Mm-hmm. All right. So, th- yeah, this is a big chapter. A lot of stuff happens. So yeah, it starts off when well, we finished last time with Seth narrowly escaping oh, death by swallowing i don't know killer frog. a killer frog yeah <laughs> basically and then he got in trouble because he wasn't supposed to leave the yard and then he's like well uh now nah, i'm in trouble again <laughs> but if we had if i hadn't left the yard today we would have left the yard tomorrow yeah he does try to be like in a way this was a good thing <laughs> wiggle but his way out of you, you can tell he's still kind of like rattled yeah like, yeah that wasn't good yeah and then he starts to feel really guilty because they're saying, like, Olak will have to, like, get powerful enough to, like, overthrow the preserve in order to get to him mm-hmm. in the house. And so he's like, oh, great. Now I'm going to. Now I'm going to be the cause of of, of the. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be the cause of this again. Oh, poor, poor Seth. <laughs> poor Seth. <laughs> and, like, this time he, he's not even really at fault. No, he's not. And that's what, like, they're telling him. They're like, it wasn't your fault. You were tricked. And, and he's like, well, I guess I was dumb enough to be tricked. Like, like he was dumb enough to open up the window. And <laughs> that one, I think, was a bit more direct. Like, yes. that was a bit more his yeah. fault. Than no, this, this, this isn't really his fault. He was manipulated by someone he thought he could trust. Yeah. He, he knew he couldn't trust anything outside that window. Yeah, this no. Situation, this situation, so he thought he could trust to pick up that frog. Yeah, this isn't his fault. This one's not his fault. First mm-hmm. one, a little bit more. Yeah, and then they do some, like, investigating. They're like, well, how did Olak even get onto the preserve? And then they talk about this thing called the register, which you have to, like, have your name written in the register and able to enter the preserve, which is kind of an interesting little To, like, deactivate the detail. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it's revealed that somebody wrote two extra names in the register, mm-hmm. Christopher Vogel and Guest. And they're like, well, we know who the guest was. It's the giant flipping frog outside. And they're like, who the heck is Christopher Vogel? I want to know where the heck is Christopher Vogel because that man is sitting outside in the preserve for like a week. Why is Christopher Vogel? <laughs> Can we just take a second and, and admire the quality of that joke? Thank you. That was great. I well, You said where and I was like, oh, this is my chance. <laughs> Why is Gamora? <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. 
<laughs> but so yeah, it's Christopher Vogel and Guest. All of the glutton is now in the preserve along with this random person. And so Grandpa and Grandma are like, okay, gather everybody up. One of y'all's a traitor. And we got two other enemies on this preserve right now. So thanks a lot. But they, they're like, we have to take, like, we can't be paralyzed by the fears of how they're going with it. So, so they're saying, we're just going to share all the information so that everybody knows everything and the spy doesn't have any extra advantage on us. Yeah, this is like stark contrast to our episode last week in the chapters we read because mm-hmm. I literally titled the episode Everyone Has a Secret. Yes. And so now all the secrets are out. Well, not all of them because they don't know who the traitor is. Mm-hmm. Well, not in this chapter. <laughs> and then now they're all like, okay, the best way to fight this is to be direct and tell everyone everything, which, which is, I, which which is I, a good – yeah, it's a good tactic. I think they all have still have like some individual secrets like yeah. Hunter with his glove and then like exactly where certain things are hidden by grandpa and grandpa, mm-hmm. grandpa and grandma for good reason. Yeah. And it's just – I think it's very interesting. But like everything to do with like the artifact and stuff in the situation, they're like, mm-hmm. we're just going to lay this out on the table. And so that's where we realize – we have the biggest clue that we need, and they they find out that um, Warren was turned white at the Four Hills. Yeah, the valley, of, valley the, of the Four Hills. Valley of the Four Hills, which is like they're like, yeah, we we had our eyes on that place. It was pretty sus. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, they're like, yeah, that, that yeah, that sounds about right. And so, um, they say, okay, but now all of the Lutton's the problem, mm-hmm. and so they say, okay. We need to wait, see if we can contact the Sphinx. Like, they are constantly calling the Sphinx in this, like... Yeah, and he's like, not answering. Not answering. No answers. And they're like, oh, he must be moving. We got to proceed as, like, just... We got to do, do what we, we can. can. Yeah. And so they're like, we got to... We we can't leave until Olak has been taken care of. And we don't have a way to take care of Olak until he literally comes and overthrows all the entire preserve. Kind of a so, too. Yeah, they don't really <laughs> have a good plan of how to move forward. Yeah. But then Coulter apparently has a plan. Yeah. So in the night, Seth wakes up to Coulter being like. A little sus. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> way sus. He's like, come with me and we're going to go fight this thing. That, phantom. That, yeah. He's like, I think it's a phantom. And I think you're the only one that can help me because no one else will go with me. And so I need your help. And Seth is like. It's the middle of the night. This is super sus. What is going on? I appreciate that he does not trust immediately. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's using his brain a little bit. He eventually does go. Yes, he does go. But he's like, so why shouldn't I do this? Why shouldn't I do this? And to be fair, Coulter offers very, very convincing reasons. Yeah. So, yeah, they go. They they have you go take them to the Four Hills. And again, so like the middle of the night. That would be creepy, honestly. Yeah, like, honestly. if you want to fight something that's evil, don't go in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, you're asking for it at this point. Like, they get there and meet, I, like, I love it's like, like, because the phrase I think is like, you're crippled by fear. Yeah. In this case, you are literally it is crippled like by fear. Debilitating fear. Like, you can't, like, Seth's like, I cannot move. Like, he cannot mm-hmm. speak. He cannot, like, he is frozen literally by free fear, which I think is so interesting. Because, like, Seth, his his main, like, trait has always been his courage. It's like his fatal flaw, It's almost. a little bit of his fatal flaw. Because he's, like, he'll charge into a situation without really, like, eval- no, not evaluate, without really... Thinking about the consequences. consequences. Exactly. And then um, that was kind of fun. Yeah, we're saying a lot of things in sync today somehow. Yeah, actually awake or something like that. 
But um, half awake. So, but it, that's always been like his best quality. Like he will never hesitate to jump into a fight. Yeah, He's right. He will always be brave and do the thing that's necessary. But in this case, like it is this non-organic fear. Yes, like it is coming from an outside source, and it is literally just like taking away his ability to think, to do to move, to move, to do yeah. anything really except for breathe. Yeah. And so he and Coulter are now like crippled by this fear, and they see. Like the, a this, light, yeah. No, not a light. They this see, like th- figure this, coming towards them. Like an emaciated, emaciated zombie. I think is how yeah. it describes it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it have a picture? It has. Don't write the later it in the it. book, it has a picture of right in the. That's what it is. It yeah. has <clears throat> in the chapter it has the picture of Seth holding up this wand that Coulter gave to him and was like, "Hold this holy wand high, like do not let it fall." And that's the picture of it, but it's like not doing anything. <laughs> and so then when we have like Coulter and Seth kind of like paralyzed in fear, we switch over to Kendra because she like wakes up, and I'm like, "Is this like sibling intuition?" Like, <laughs> like she's like, "Oh, Seth is in danger." <laughs> Let's be honest; that was a little bit of like plot convenience right there. But yeah, it's fine. yeah, it's fine. No, I'm it's gonna call it intuition. Like, I'm gonna say Kendra's like my Seth senses are tingling. Yeah, <laughs> her sixth off. sense for Seth being doing things he shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's probably very developed. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> After 13 years, she it goes this off. This girl's probably seen some things. Yeah. But anyways, anyway. so yeah, she just wakes up and she's like, oh, crap. She's like, Seth is gone. In this emergency, I love that she checks for the emergency. Yeah, that like, was okay. smart. He left of his own volition. Yeah, because she's like, is he in the bathroom? No, no, no. Emergency kid is gone. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. And so then she goes, I like that she goes, like, it makes me sad, but I like that she goes to Vanessa first. Like she goes It kind of shows their relationship. Mm-hmm. That it's developed. And, like, Vanessa will not wake up. And she's like, well, water in the face. Yep. Like, <laughs> splash water in the face to wake and you up. And immediately, uh, like, they're like, oh, crap, Seth's gone. And they start waking everybody up. And then they found out that Coulter's also gone. Uh-huh. And so they're like, wait. That is suspicious. There's the traitor. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that because it's revealed, like, as they're still in the forest, Coulter still has some, like, movement. And he, like, he turns to Seth after, like, he kind of, like, shakes for a second. He's like, how did we get here? Yeah, so after Vanessa is woken up, then it goes back to them. And Coulter is, like, like, he is clearly, like, a bit... He's disoriented. Disoriented. And he's like, but I really like this because before this, when they were trading, Coulter straight up said... This is my failsafe. Mm-hmm. I will use it for myself. I will not hesitate. I will save myself. He uses the failsafe, the cocoon that could save his life easily to save Seth. I love that. I was like, this is the redeeming quality of culture. When it came down to it, he saved Seth instead of himself. He he makes sure he does everything. He's fighting against this fear that is literally like frozen Seth, like solid. They're on the ground like frozen and he like he kicks the flashlight so Seth gets a good look at what's what's coming he yep. tells him what it is he tells him how to beat it like he's like struggling to get every word out yeah the fact that he even tells him like it's a revenant take out the nail like talismanical like you can tell his brain is just working overtime because he knows he's not getting out of there yeah with all of his faculties in, in check like even like Seth is like embraced and like enveloped in the cocoon you're not moving really far in that thing like maybe you no, he doesn't. Roll out I don't there. think he moves at all. Yeah, you can't move much, and so Coulter knows even if he gets in the cocoon, it's not best case scenario. Yeah. Well, and so I think he also. I was about to say I think he might have also. I feel like they heard Olak like 
growling or something or like coming mm-hmm. like he was fighting with hugo i don't know if it was like before or after. during i think it's after but like maybe i don't know either way culture stroke a genius mm-hmm. using that <laughs> literally said. saved self's life yeah and then we switch back to everyone at the house and everyone is awake and they're like, oh, well, Coulter's the the traitor. And they're, which is like the most surprising thing to them. He was probably one of the more unexpected because he's been friends with Grandpa, Grandpa for years. literally years. Decades probably. And so then Tanu, Vanessa, and Dale decide to go to the Four Hills and try and find them and see what's happening. We come back. And they tell her, like, they tell Grandpa and Grandpa and Grandma and Grandpa and Kendra, found Coulter. Mm-hmm. He's now a white albino. Found Tonnet, not Tonnet. Hugo. Hugo. Who is missing an arm yes. from his fight. With Olak. We found the tracks. Seth went in. Olak went in. Olak came out. Yep. Love Kendra's response here. It's very sad. Very sad. <laughs> very, very sad. real, though. Very real. Yeah. Like, she is, like, clutching the porch rail, trembling, sobbing. And she's, like, she knows, like, things are still, like, really bad right now. And yeah. And she's, like, she's, like, she, like, she even says, like, I'm trying to keep my sobs quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, she's trying to keep it together because they're still in the middle of a crisis. And I'm, like, honey, you poor darling. <laughs> yeah. It's so she's sad. Just, she's just like so like she's like broken and like she's like like because last summer with the things with Muriel like mm. she's like we survived all of that and now it's just she's like it just feels so sudden. Yeah. Like she's like it's just out it seems like out of nowhere he's just gone. He's just gone. <laughs> Kendra what a, what a queen. What a queen. She, she, she takes it though and like after like she has some, a little bit of time to process takes a nice little sleep She's I mean, well, she didn't fall asleep herself. She, she had to literally be medicated to go to sleep. I know. <laughs> you get what She's I mean. so distraught, but yes. But anyway, Seth is not dead. He just got swallowed whole in the cocoon mm-hmm. and is slowly making no, so his way through a walk. Coulter's cries as he like, Okay, yeah, okay, terror. yes. Sorry. This is very sad. We're focusing on this. I'm focusing okay. on the funny part that okay. Seth got <laughs> swallowed whole. <laughs> yeah, so literally, yeah, he's literally in a cocoon. Like, just in the demon's stomach. Yep. In one side, out the other. <laughs> Which ends up being how he's pretty great, actually, because he's alive. <laughs> so, Kendra wakes up from her uh, drug nap and... <laughs> A very necessary drug uh, nap. Yes. Uh, she was distraught. <laughs> yes. And then she meets with Grandma and Grandpa, and they're like, we are suspicious. Which I love. Yeah. Grandpa's like, hang on. This doesn't add up. fallen into place a little bit too nicely. Yeah. And so then they have this plan mm-hmm. to... Unearth the real trick. Yeah, they're not convinced it was actually Coulter. So they set up a trap called the Thief's Net. Yeah. And they, they tell everybody, all through, everybody... Tanu, except, Vanessa, and Dale, Dale. Everybody except for Kendra, basically. That the key is in this long box underneath their bed. Underneath Grandpa's cot, I mean. In the study. In the study. Yeah. Lo and behold, they wake up in the middle of the night. Dale's in the net. Mm-hmm. Dale's in the trap. And it's like, <gasps> Dale's the traitor? No. It's like a Scooby-Doo yeah. <laughs> thing. <laughs> and then I love how Grandpa puts it together. Like, yeah. And I want to like actually like pull it up. I told you, Stan. Dale panted. I don't know how I got here. 
Um, why don't you explain to everyone? I went to sleep and woke up like this on the floor. Simple as that. I know it looks bad. Honestly, I had no intention of stealing the key. I must have been sleepwalking. Grandpa narrowed his eyes. Went to sleep and woke up here, he repeated thoughtfully. Understanding dawned in his gaze. The traitor is clever enough to realize that I now know the secret. So it will do no good to pretend otherwise. The clues lead to an obvious conclusion. Trusted friends acting out of character. Drummond's release to explain the bite marks. And now Dale asserts that his strange behavior happened in his sleep. I should have connected the dots earlier. I'm afraid this will end in a scuffle. Dale, I'm sorry you're stuck in a net. Tanu, let's do this. <laughs> and then he throws his knife at Vanessa. The real traitor. My question is, why didn't he suspect Tanu? Why did he say Vanessa must be the Dark Oblix and not Tanu? Um, is it because of the, the Dramans? Yeah. Because they were specifically... I'd say the Dramans and... Yeah, because, like, she must have specially engineered them to be able to be released. Tanu wouldn't have known to do that. Mm-mm. That would have been a very no. coincidence for him. Yeah. The Drummonds are the biggest clue for sure mm-hmm. that indicate Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just I was just thinking about that as I was yeah. blitzing. I've never thought about that. So yes, Vanessa is a narcoblix. Mm-hmm. And as we learned at the beginning of the book, narcoblixes are the kind of blicks that can control people in their sleep if they have bitten them. Yep. Released all the Drummonds so that they would bite people and she could bite people as well and disguise her bites. With the Druman bites. Yep. And so Brilliant. she was controlling Coulter. She was controlling Coulter. She was controlling Dale. She was controlling Dale. And so... And later we find out she was probably controlling as well Grandma. Yeah, she was. secrets. Like, uh-huh. Oh, Grandpa, do you... Remind me, what's the code for the secret attic? Oh, remind me where we keep the register. Yeah. Let's be honest. Come on, Grandpa. That was a little sus. I know. But, I was like... Hmm. So she was controlling Grandma to find out the secrets of where things were hidden and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. brilliant when you think about it. Yeah. Very, very sneaky. Mm-hmm. But now she's been revealed. And so she starts, like, attacking and they're attacking her. Mm-hmm. She gets Tanu with the blow darts, which puts him to sleep. And then she takes control of Tanu. And she, like, takes everyone down really, yeah, really quick. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, her really only biggest threat was Tanu. Dale's in a net. Grandma yeah. is capable, but old. Grandpa's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, and also Kendra old. Kendra is terrified. Kendra is untrained. Yeah. <laughs> but Kendra is able to get Tanu's pouch of potions because he, like, dropped it. And then she runs out because Grandpa's like, get out of here, Kendra. Like, there's nothing you can do. And so she runs out into the night and she gets away. Mm-hmm. And she goes to Warren's cot. Oh, no. She goes to the fairy. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. right. So she goes to the fairies. She the fairy queen. Well, the, the pond. Yeah. Because I like that she mentions, because later on in the book, it talks about, like, Kendra, because Kendra was able to go to the fairy queen's island in mm-hmm. the first book. Yes. And, like, she was able to tread on sacred ground or something like that. But now, like, she thinks about maybe going there and asking for help, and she says it just feel it feels wrong. It felt wrong, yeah. It felt wrong. And later she's talking to a fairy who's like, yeah, listen to that. <laughs> like, listen to that feeling. <laughs> you, like, you were allowed to do it the first time because you were innocent and naive. Yeah. But now you know better. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to that inner feeling. If it says okay, okay. If not... Dandelion fluff. <laughs> precisely. But yeah, so she's like, well, yeah, I can't get to the fairy queen, but maybe Lena. Yeah. Which I love that she's like still in the pond. That's yeah. her only other friend at this point. Mm-hmm. That's the only other person that she knows can maybe help her. 
Yeah. So it's she on goes the, to the pond. Lena's sisters are jerks. No, well, they're Kendra not. Had yeah. some zingers in that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like roasting them back. <laughs> like I had one specific in specific. Um, like the other Nayas are just like mocking her. Just fine, she says in another nude but naiad voice. A big clumsy scarecrow glued to the ground, plodding around on stilts. The comment initiated the longest bout of tittering laughter yet. Better than being trapped in an aquarium, Kendra <laughs> that was, said. That was a good one. The pond became silent. She's not very polite. I'm like, you weren't either. <laughs> nope. But I love, I just love that scene. Yeah. That's, that is like peak Kendra roasting that was a good sass (laughs) that was good sass and eventually lena does answer but she's like i can't really help you she's like you're you're," like basically kendra's like oh my family's gonna die again you know kind of like what happened last year and lena's like like, everybody dies everyone dies all mortals die and so she doesn't really get any help she actually you know the the naiads, well, Kendra's like, well, you can't touch me unless I go in the water. And they're like, bet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you really? Do you want to go down that? And so they actually release Mendigo, who had been in the pond from last year. The puppet that Muriel controlled. Yeah. And was kind of like her wooden Hugo. Mm-hmm. And so then Mendigo snatches up Kendra and takes her to the hill where the Forgotten Chapel used to be and starts digging. And she's like, is he digging down to Muriel? Like, what is going on? That was his last standing order to bring yeah. Kendra to Muriel at exactly. the Forgotten Chapel. And so he's trying to fulfill it. And so a fairy just comes up and just starts laughing. Yeah. The fairy's like, haha, you're helpless. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be this, like, awesome, like, powerful girl who our queen chose to, like, protect Fable even? And Kendra's yeah. like, do I look like that right now? Like, like can you just help me out, please? Yeah. <laughs> they do, because she's like, well, Mendigo's trying to get down to Baomit, and aren't you trying to protect everyone from Baomit getting out again? So you should deal with Mendigo. And then she's like, okay, I'll go see if anybody's bored enough to help. And I love that, um, like, after, like, they, they get some fairies and come back, and, like, they end up turning Mendigo to Kendra's will, which is, mm-hmm. she needed that win. Which is good, yeah. She needed that. Like, she needs a a little helper right now. And um, and so, but then one of the fairies sticks around. This is where, like, we kind of had that conversation about, like, reverence in certain places. Yeah. But, like, Shiara's like, I'm sorry about my sisters. They're kind of airheads. I'm the familiar <laughs> one. And she just gives her some very good information, some helps her out a bit. And, but in the end, like, her, that is the extent of her usefulness. Yeah, she can't great. do much. Yeah, Shiara is... The most reliable fairy. <laughs> and then Kendra then heads to um, Warren's cottage to kind of regroup. And then we go back to Seth, who is coming out of his cocoon like a butterfly. <laughs> he has been expelled. So basically, Seth going in one end and out the other end fulfilled the requirements of yep. the curse. <laughs> I just had a really funny thought. Um, I guess it's the opposite of never have I ever, but Seth could be like, I have been eaten by a demon and been pooped out the other side and lived (laughs) it's like no one else has done that (laughs) i feel like that could be like a serious like flex (laughs) yeah i almost pictured it as like meeting amongst like people in the magical community and they're like everyone share your name and a fun fact about yourself and seth is like oh i have a good one (laughs) like i have been eaten by a demon and lived (laughs) i can just imagine like just the wide eye like silence you'd get for just a second like a couple cricket chirps like Hmm. Everyone's like, well, that's a story. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, Seth's alive. Yep. 
And then he's like, where the frick am I? <laughs> yeah, because he's just like, because the preserve's huge. Yeah, he's just in the woods. Like, and so he's, and he hasn't eaten milk in a while. That's true. Like, he's slept since he last mm-hmm. had the milk. So he's like, I can't see anything. Well, can't see, can't the, see any the magical creature. creatures. Yeah. So like, he couldn't ask like a goat to where he should yeah. go. <laughs> and so like, he manages to find some high ground. Mm-hmm. High ground. I have the high ground. <laughs> he has the high ground. But it almost doesn't save him from the creepy dust storm that chases him. But he manages to get on top of the old mansion. But um, he finds high ground, looks on top from the roof of the mansion, looks out. It's like, okay, that looks... Oh, and he finds um, Warren's cottage. Yeah, he sees the roof of Warren's cottage. And he's like, oh, well, I'll go there. And then I can figure out my way back to the house. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't know everything that went down. <laughs> yes. And so, very luckily, Kendra he ends up there. had Mendigo. Kendra had Mendigo bring her to Warren's cottage because that's like literally her last safe haven. At this yeah. Point. Like the house is gone. Like sh- that's all she knows at this point. Yeah, so there's not like, really anywhere let's else. Just, let's just go. And um where is Hugo at this point? Um does he Vanessa work? said later in one of the chapters that she like she ordered him, him to like go away for like 2 weeks. That I do remember that now. Yeah. Forgot about that. Mhm. At least they still have Mendigo. Oh, I wish they had Hugo too. They could be like that. That would be a power. It would be OP. <laughs> yeah, amen. Mendigo, Kendra, and Seth all meet up at Warren's cottage. Kendra is expectfully overwhelmed and yes, like happy about seeing Seth and go, gets another few years in. Um, <laughs> well, Seth enters Seth the is yard. Really funny. <laughs> Seth, uh, Seth enters the yard. And Kendra's like, "Oh my gosh, you're not dead, Seth." Sure I am. I'm a ghost. I've been sent back with a warning. Kendra could not stop smiling. I thought I'd never hear you say something idiotic again. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like, I'm not dead. <laughs> and like Kendra's trying to have like a serious moment and Seth's like trying to just make a joke out of it, which then, is very typical. And then <laughs> Seth's like, yeah, who's all here? And she's like, just Mendigo and Warren. And Seth's like, oh, Mendigo. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. And I'm... And Muriel called me back from the dead to deliver a singing telegram. And Kendra's like, seriously, calls out Mendigo and says, like, wait, what? You were serious. <laughs> and Kendra's like, yeah, let's talk. She's like, a lot has happened since you went and got eaten by a demon. <laughs> Speaking of which, we will be talking about that later. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to smack upside the head for making me worry that you were dead. So then we get Seth caught up. Kendra, yeah, explains everything to Seth. And Seth is like... You know, I slept while I was in the cocoon. in the cocoon, so Vanessa probably knows I'm still alive. Which was okay. I'm not going to. That was that smart. Was, that was surprisingly intelligent. Don't know if I would have thought of that. I was like, oh, that was good job, Seth. <laughs> and so, yeah. But then I like, okay, what do we have? We have a puppet who is admittedly very helpful, but cannot enter. The, the ground, yard. The yard. Yeah. Because he has not been given mm-hmm. that access. They have the glove from Coulter, which keeps you invisible, but only as long as you don't move. And then they have Tanu's pouch of potions, but they don't really know which potions are which. Though oh. Seth kind of knows. He knows a few of them. He knows a few of them. They go and scout out the house, and they see giant imps from the dungeon are outside guarding the house. They're like, we cannot go through the front or the back door. Maybe we get it through a window. And then Kendra's like, wait, 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 wait. We don't have to go through the normal way. We have shrinking potions. We can use the way the brownies get into the house. And I love how Seth goes like, like he's surprised. Like he's like, that was 
brilliant. Yeah. I, I have never heard you say something like something so smart or like that's the best thing you did to you you've ever had. And I love how Kendra just like takes it with a great assault. Yeah. She's going. like, mm, thanks. I know there was a little bit of an insult in there, but let's just keep going. Yeah. And so they go to Newell and Doran, mm-hmm. who know where the brownies mm-hmm. enter into the house. Because Seth knows because he was playing with them and, he, and Newell said he would get a brownie to fix his racket and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. They go watch another quick game of tennis and with quick bargain um, we're more batteries <laughs> more batteries of course the satyrs agree to tell them where the brownies can come to usually like kind of service the satyr stuff yeah and um, they get taken to the to entrance the yeah and here we find out another one of special Kendra's special abilities because they take the shrinking potion and they enter into this little door and then they start going for like a long while they're like walking like probably the entire distance of the yard which is a big yard and they're like under 10 inches tall yeah they're under 10 inches tall very small very tiny and Seth's like okay it is pitch black in here and Kendra's like no just wait for your eyes it's like it's just dim like what do you what do you mean and Seth's like Kendra I cannot see my head in front of my face it is black you can see in the dark Kendra's like like, oh Cool. Perk. Another power that she didn't realize, but it got hinted to earlier it in did. the chapter when because she... when she ran away from Vanessa when she was controlling Tanu and she ran out into the night, she thought that it was like not super dark, mm-hmm. but like the Tanu Vanessa, I don't know how to say that, <laughs> was like looking and Tano like didn't see who, yes, and like couldn't like see her. And so she was like, oh, I must have been in a more like shadowy area. And also, even then, even earlier in the book when they're in the dungeon, Seth would try to look yeah. through the windows to see the prisoners. True. And he was and he looked at Kendra and he said, Too dark. Kendra and looked she in. looked in. She could see. She could see. Fine. Yeah. She could easily see like the out shape of who was in there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Meh, Seth's just tired. She's, she's just like, Seth just can't see. <laughs> He's blind. <laughs> and so I love those little like side hints. Yeah. And so but yeah, so they eventually make it to a door and they knock on the door and a brownie. I don't remember. If he, yeah, I think he opens it, and he starts talking to Kendra, and Seth is like, "What? What is he saying?" And so we figure out that Kendra is speaking the brownie language, and she starts talking and convinces the brownies to let them in, but they will only let them in if they wear Blind. blindfolds. Yeah, so they get taken through. But I really like in the exchange the bra- like Kendra's like making some very good points. She's being very polite, and I'm just like. It's a really good thing that Seth. It's not Seth. Have this, <laughs> yeah, having this interaction. That's like, true. Right straight up says, "Very well. Seeing as your brownie size, and seeing as you belong in the house, and seeing as you explained yourself so patiently, I see no harm in letting you pass." And I'm just like, imagine if Seth was the one. If doing the roles thing. were reversed, they would not have gotten uh-huh. through. <laughs> and so, um, and then like the condition is like they have to wear the blindfolds, and Seth's like, "What's he saying, Kendra?" He says we have to wear blindfolds. Tell him to get on with it. Seth said. What's he saying? The brownie asked. He says he'll wear a blindfold. Yeah, she's very diplomatic. She's, she's like she's, she's not she's not translating directly. She's filtering. <laughs> she's censoring, yeah. Making sure, we don't like mm-hmm. make any problems. Yeah. And so yeah, they get guided through, and they make it through the other side, and they start getting through. They manage actually to get to the dungeon. Yes. Do some more negotiating with they, the goblins. Yeah, they get captured by the goblins, and they're like, if you take us to our grandparents, they'll be very grateful. And when we get back in control, they'll reward you. And so they, you know, convince them to take them to the cell where their grandparents are. Mm-hmm. And they get to their cell. They, like, climb to, like, the little, like, food slot. And Kendra's like, 
starts like talking. They're like, is that Kendra? Like, <laughs> they're like, what? And then Seth says, not only Kendra. And they're like, Seth. And like, that's a really like sweet moment because that's when they figure out that Seth is not dead. And yeah. And so they explain their plan and they're like, man, these are some capable children. Like, honestly, like- <laughs> we chose the right grandchildren to bring to the preserve. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, clever children, like, we're so proud of you. Like, yeah. you should be goodness. Like, yeah, they've had some help. Like, mm-hmm. the fairies helping out Kendra, Coulter saving Seth. But, like, they have been so capable during this section. And they continue to be very yep. capable. Like, as they, like, they get some info from Grandma and Grandpa about the key, about where it would probably be held, and how yeah. Kendra, how Vanessa was getting, like, information and so they, like, run up the stairs. They manage to get into the kitchen. They manage to, like, dodge Vanessa and er- and Errol, who was revealed to be Christopher Vogel. Yeah, er- Errol is there. And so you're like, the oh, they were working together the entire time. Mm-hmm. I love how Kendra, when they're hiding, is, like, she's this close to just jumping out from behind her hiding spot. And just, like, she wants her to just slug Vanessa in her face. Like, just be like, we trusted you. You were my friend. How could you do this to me? You were, we were, you were, yeah. I love it. So night comes. So yeah, they're like hiding out in the couch or like in like the living room. And Seth is like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to go make a sandwich. So wait, let me read this they're part. Like, they're waiting wait. for Vanessa and Christopher Vogel. Yeah, they're, they're like, sleep. we're going to wait an hour until we're going to go up there just to let them settle down. Mm-hmm. And so then Seth says, in that case, I'm going to go make a sandwich. No way, Kendra said firmly. All I've eaten for two days is cocoon pulp, he said. You had snacks at Warren's. Right. Snacks. I wasn't hungry then. Now I feel like my stomach is digesting itself. If they hear you rustling around, we could all die. There's plenty of food at the cabin. I say wait. What if they end up catching us, Seth said. Then we'll be stuck eating glop. Did you smell that stuff? If we get caught, we'll have bigger problems than what to eat. I bet I could make a sandwich about ten times quieter than you whisper, he accused. Then, are you trying to make me angry? Are you trying to make me hungry? Fine, Kendra said. Go make a sandwich. We've got an hour. Maybe you can bake some cupcakes, too. I got a better idea. I'll make smoothies in the blender with lots of ice. I wouldn't be surprised. Fine. You know what? You win, Kendra. I'll sit here and starve. Good. Starve quietly. <laughs> That's like my favorite line, the starve quietly line. St- I love when he's like, fine, I'll go make smoothies in the blender with lots of ice. It's so starve great. quietly. It's so great. The whole like just perfect sibling like banter. It's like, yes, perfect. They're being very competent, but they're still thir- 14 and like 12, 12 years old. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I love that whole page. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. It's so great. And so... Finally, the hour has passed, and Seth gets the sneak job where Kendra kind of gets the stand off to the side and hide out, which I think that comes in a lot. Like, Kendra's the Seth is the action person. Like, Kendra was like, she literally says, like, Seth, like, wouldn't have let her do it. Like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, going to go do it himself. But I I love at the same time, she's kind of scary because she's like, I know this is his thing, but this is still Seth. Yeah. (laughs) And she says... It was an awful lot of responsibility to give to somebody who liked sticking French fries in his nostrils. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel you there, honey. <laughs> definitely not. But like at the same time, I love yeah. like, This is when Seth is really, he's really shines. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he has this responsibility. He has this like time where he needs to show up. When and he, he has something to, to do, too. Up. 
Like, he, he knows what he needs to do, and he has the ability to do it. And there's also this really funny part where he's like, wish me luck. Hopefully my growling stomach won't give me away. <laughs> like, one last quip. He's so petty. <laughs> yep, so he petty. is. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so he manages to – he goes to Vanessa's room, and – because he figures, like, maybe she'll have the key, and he sees it. And Grandpa described it as, like, this long, like, staff-looking thing that's about six feet long. Yeah. Right. And so he finds it, and Vanessa is literally sleeping on top of it. Just like, a smart it. thing to do. Says, she has it ch- tucked up underneath her chin. And I'm like, well, what you going to do, Seth? <laughs> and again, competence. Grabs a tissue and starts dangling it over her nose, trying to get your switch position. By, yeah. Like, like kind of like, like, like interrupting your sleep a little. Yeah. yeah. And it works, but not for the, not the way he planned. Because, he, like, yeah, he does it once and she kind of like sniffles and like yeah. swipes at it. And then she does it a second time and she grabs the tissue. Yeah. Like she she had woken up and then pretended she was still asleep. Yeah. So that she could catch the intruder. But Seth is wearing the magic glove. And so as soon as he, he sees her move, he freezes and goes invisible. And then he had picked up a blow dart, not knowing if it would affect her because he's like, what if they're, what if narcoblixes are immune? But she's awake now and he's like, last chance and he stabs her with a blow dart she's out Mm -hmm. but kind of the thing the moment that I love is that as he moves she sees him and so she knows that it's him and that he's alive and I just kind of like love that moment of like oh he got you (laughs) you. but she had like screamed for Errol because she was like there's like someone in here and then Right after he, like, stabs her with the the blow dart and she, like, falls unconscious, he grabs the key, goes invisible, and then Errol runs into the room, sees Vanessa, like, unconscious and is, like, yelling, intruder, intruder. And he, like, kind of looks around the room, doesn't see anyone. Seth is invisible, and he runs out of the room. And I love Seth's instinct right here, because, like, first instinct from any person is, like, once somebody's in there and they're like, oh, I got to run, got to get out. Mm-hmm. But Seth's like, no, I'm invisible. Hold still. And they will not see you. And so, yeah, continuing on, Seth now has the staff. Kendra causes diversion. And yeah. Grandpa studied downstairs. She slams the door to make them think that the intruder, the only intruder, is down there. <laughs> and so she draws Errol and two of the and one of the imps to her location. Yeah. Seth goes out Vanessa's window, jumps off the roof. Go him. He starts yeah. running. Kendra gets out a window and also starts running. Gets to Mendigo incapacitates the imps that are following them and they make it back to Warren's with the key. Mm-hmm. So successful. Go competent Seth and Kendra. Yeah. I they honestly, accomplished a lot. They did. Also Seth showed a bit of a like a little bit of a dark side as well. Like when they Oh, when he like, has Mendigo break the arms and legs of the imps. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, like the he, it he is says, kinda necessary, but and he ooh. says it with no hesitation. Yeah. He says break their arms, break their legs. He's also like, we have to go. <laughs> this is a 12-year-old. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I can imagine he's kind of a little bit like, he's not happy at this point. Like, he has, he was lured out and betrayed by by, by what he, who he thought was Coulter. Coulter had to sacrifice himself for him. He's been eaten by a demon and pooped out. And, like, he hasn't been able to sleep a lot. This boy has been through a lot recently. It was also just kind of... The quickest way for them mm-hmm. to get away. So I know it's just the fact that like he had it no is hesitation. it's grotesque, but it's good thinking. Mm-hmm. And but he didn't kill them though. He did not. No. So it's not too it's dark. Very brutal. Yeah. And I love Effective. how Kendra's like like she can't even watch. She looks yeah. Ugh. 
What I really like in these chapters is I feel that Brandon does a really good way and it's that's how it was in like the first book where he like switches back and forth between mm. perspectives of Kendra and Seth yeah. but he does it very very well like it flows very well because like the scene is like happening and you see like one part of their perspective but then you see like the next part like when they're in the house and like you have Seth and then Kendra like slams the door and it goes back to her perspective and she jumps out the window and then goes back to Seth and I just I like how it like goes back and forth but mm-hmm. it's like it's still very it's very, it's very yeah it's very well done where it doesn't like take you out of the scene at all by switching perspectives. And I think he does a really good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like to the point where honestly, like you'll flip like two pages and like suddenly you're another perspective. Like, so that can feel a little bit jarring. But if you're reading it, it does feel very natural, very smooth. Yeah, no, I think it, it works really well. Mm-hmm. So, what was your favorite part about this section? My favorite part. Like, what part did you enjoy? Like, what part did you enjoy reading the most? Like, this time around or, like, my first time I ever read? Yes. Both? Yes. <laughs> Either. Okay. Well, I remember vaguely, this was a long time ago when I read this for the first time, that I was, like, shocked that it was Vanessa. I mean, I was also, like, eight years old when I was reading this, so, like, I probably wouldn't have caught on, but I was like, oh, man, that's a good twist. <laughs> it's just, like, wasn't really, like, expecting it, though you can almost, like, put it together. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have, like, a good guess about her. Yeah, if you, you kind of, like, like, start figuring it out together. as you, like, as Grandpa's figuring it out. Yeah. Like, you can start putting the pieces together as he kind of puts them, like, he shows you the pieces and, mm-hmm. like, how they connect and lets you put them together as yeah. he does. I really like the chapter where they, like, sneak into the house. Like, I think that's, like, really really good chapter yeah i just i love like just like the entire sequence where like seth is in vanessa's like room yeah the key like super good he is like in his element like Mm -hmm. this is where he excels and he's he's getting the chance i think he said before like you saved the preserve last year let someone else have a turn and so like that's kind of him being like this is my chance to do it Mm -hmm. I, i love that i just love seeing seth just being seth in a good way we didn't really get a lot of it the first book because yeah. he was like like we have he's like climbing the logs and like when he's like saving Goldilocks and like stuff like that yeah like we have snippets of it but in like this section we really do have Seth being like prime Seth Seth's like, time to shine he's brave he's cunning he's mm-hmm. smart street smart not always the other smart um. Like he's working, like he's he's quippy, he's sassy, he's like working together well with Kendra. Mm-hmm. They're in a dangerous situation. He's like in his element. Yeah, Kendra is still like she doesn't like this these kinds of situations. Yeah, like she she deals with them like very well as we saw. Yeah, in the first no, this is this is Seth's like like thing. he likes this. Yeah, Kendra's like I'll do what I have to do. But Seth's like, I'll do what I have to do, and I'm gonna love doing it, and I'm yeah. gonna look cool doing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I just this like, is it's yeah. great. And we get a good bit of him in this one, mm-hmm. and we also have some good bond, sibling bonding, like yeah. Kendra like grieving him, the reunion, and also just their straight up banter. And I feel like at that point, Kendra like the the shock of losing Kim has kind of worn off, and so Kendra can get back into like they're the back to like oh. <laughs> Because you're so dumb. Because in the beginning, like when Seth is just back, she's like, oh, I'm just grateful to hear your voice again. I don't care if you're insulting me. It's true. And now she's like, okay, it's worn off. She's Not like, uh, we're back. But yeah, so those that's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. So now they have the key to the artifact. They know 
where the artifact is, and they know, in theory, how to defeat the Revenant. They've taken out the imps um, that Vanessa, that were serving, helping Vanessa and Errol, or at least two of the three. Mm-hmm. And they have they have done very, very well for yeah. themselves. But the only thing working against them is time because mm-hmm. they both haven't slept in like a couple days now. And once they go to sleep, they're under Vanessa's control. So they have to move soon. Very true. That's going to be what they do. But that's for our next section. That is the next episode. <laughs> so next episode, we are going to be finishing off this book, which will be fun. I, yeah. I really like the ending. This, this is a, it's yeah, a, the ending of this book is really good. It's a good. rush. It's, it's a good. Rush. And so that'll be fun. Anything else you want to add before we close out? No, I'm good. Alrighty then. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free, please, to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as following us wherever you can find our podcasts. Also, feel free to send us emails at knightsofthedawnpodcast at gmail.com. We honestly, we adore hearing from you guys. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. It makes our day. <laughs> honestly, whenever we see that somebody, like, enjoyed what we said enough to, like, feel like they wanted to interact. But yeah. Honestly, give us ideas. We are thinking about doing a tier list of oh, we Brandon Mold. We will be doing that. Brandon Mold um, series. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we'll be making a YouTube video where we do a tier list ranking mm-hmm. all of Brandon Mold's books. So be on the lookout for that mm-hmm. in the next month or two, yeah. probably. You can finally do it now that I've finished Beyonders. Yeah, so Jessica can... read Beyonders so that we could do it. But yeah, so now that I've finished those, I have them refreshed in my memory. And so I feel like we can, like, I can make an informed tier list yes so yeah keep on the lookout for that i'm excited for that one that'll be interesting we'll have a lot of good debate in that one yeah it'll be good yes and also i feel like we should make like a poll or something on our channel and be like submit your own like like vote for your own favorite brandon mole series i feel like that would be cool. sure we can do that yeah so we'll try to get that out there that'll yeah be you guys can let us know what's your favorite series mm-hmm. by brandon mole yeah, feel free also just email us give us your own tier list i i would love to see those on fun yes with, with explanations would be lovely if you can but yeah so thank you so much for tuning in we will see you guys hopefully very very soon have a great one drink the milk see ya